Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Connor and Sean today. How's no F bomb no James. Well, I don't know. The way he sits, he's like he's getting smaller and smaller and smaller on camera. So he may be there, he's just very small. I don't know. Nah, not over there. No. Um today we're gonna talk about uh Trump's uh State of the Union and a little bit about uh some vindication for our president with the acquittal of the uh impeachment uh articles. So uh that's what we're gonna be talking about today. If you'd like to comment on either of those things, please do so below. Uh did you think Trump's uh, the State of the Union was great. We did. We thought it was it was it was a wonderful job uh, that the president did. Um, though I don't like what he reads. I hate when he reads. But um, let us know what you think below. Also, like the video, share it, tell your friends about it, tell your mom about it, tell everybody about it. Also, uh, please subscribe to the channel, and if you haven't already, hit the notifications bell. Also, if you want one of the hats, one of our shirts, we neither of one of us have a Freedom Mug up, uh, please go to FreedomWire.com and go to the store tab at the top of the page. But while you're there and before you buy anything, well, scratch that, buy something and then go back to the homepage and subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. You get two mailings a day, uh, all, the, all about the stories that are important to conservatives like you and that you'll probably won't find anywhere else because they lean to the right. And since most mainstream media outlets don't like to uh, lean to the right, we do. So that makes us your one-stop shop for all things conservative. Well, we're discussing freedomlayer.com because we're talking about the uh, State of the Union today. If you miss the speech or don't have an hour and 20 minutes to invest in watching an entire video, we have both a video and a text transcript of the State of the Union up on Freedom Wire right now. You can go check that out while you're there. And also buy some stuff, read some other articles. Yeah, spend some time. Yeah. Get to know us. There's a lot of stuff there. Check it out. You might be find our, something you like. Be our friends. Um, State of the Union. Uh, started off weird. Yeah, you uh, you could cut the tension in that room with a knife through the TV screen, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, f- started with Trump's walk down, and that, that like that president's walk down is always a little like showy to me, and like a, a lot of it is always theater, but that's not just a Trump thing. That is most presidents with how they enter that room. Right. Uh, started with Trump's diss. Of Pelosi's handshake. Which, arguably, it wasn't, because if you... What we're talking about is, uh, as Trump was approaching, you know, he was turning around to take his seat and for all the introductions and everything, Nancy Pelosi extended her hand. Trump did not shake it. Nancy Pelosi somehow almost immediately tweeted out the picture of him turning his back on her handshake, saying, you know, Democrats will always extend the hand of friendship and then will fight when it's not accepted. You know, as if trying to justify the impeachment. But what really happened was, A, Trump didn't shake Mike Pence's hand, so he clearly wasn't doing handshakes. And then she put her hand out when he was already halfway turned around. And with the amount of noise and everything in that room, it would have been easy to miss. Yeah, for, for so, sure. It, 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 it was a... It was a non-event, but it was still nice to yeah. see. Because, look, bottom line is... He shouldn't shake her hand. And let, let's be honest, uh, throughout this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of the little clashes between Trump and Pelosi. The two of them have been fighting like toddlers for the last 
five, six months, maybe even a little bit. Maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, probably much longer than that because they've kind of been at each other's throats for a while. But this is nothing new to see them have this rivalry. It's just funny to watch it play out in front of the entire United States government on live TV. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and it was like... (sighs) There, I don't know what Pelosi has against Trump other than the fact that he's in power. Um, he's tried to work with them. He's brought them to him, her and uh, Chuck Schumer to the, to the Oval Office, trying to work things out with them. Doesn't seem to work. Um, the notorious one where he walked out, that's what he had to walk. Look, Trump's a businessman. If he's not getting what he wants, he's at the negotiation table. If you don't get what you want, walk away. That's that's negotiations 101. Why waste time? If you're not going to bend to my rules and I'm not going to bend to yours and we're not going to have some kind of compromise, then let's walk away. And that's what he did. That um, makes sense. As far as the speech itself, I mean, he hit on a lot of points that that have all been already verified multiple times. Well, and are, before you get into that, there, there was the one other thing with the introduction. Uh, I don't know if you. Oh, Nancy's very, very subtle. But normally when the Speaker of the House introduces the President, it's uh, members of Congress. It is my, my distinct hi- honor distinct, or a high distinct honor to present the President of the United States. What she said was members of Congress, the President of the United States, uh, leaving out it is my distinct honor because very clearly it's not. And it's, it's a little little subtle thing, blink and you miss it, but it, it, it clearly was not by accident. And it's petty. Petty. It's petty that this woman would break decades of tradition, decades of tradition over a political, um, a, a political uh, tiff, if yeah. you will. Uh, pettiness was really a defining word for the night, as you'll as you'll see later. Well, and, and not on Trump's on uh, not on not Trump's really on Trump's side. Side. This was uh, this was Trump on script. And I know he's he's not he is he's not his true Trump terrible. I, I well I shouldn't say he's terrible. The speech was awesome. He's Don't not, get me. He's done. not himself. Yeah, um, he's not himself. But he does an excellent job when he stays on script. Trump is always at his, I think it, at his best behaved when he is on script, and he tends to say the best things on script, but they're not genuine. They're, they're not as genuinely Trump as when right. he is just off the cuff. Every once in a while, he'd throw a genuine, genuineism in there, like very, very fine or like very, very high. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, there, please, you you were getting into the 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 stuff he said. Would like all the all, he said a lot of good things. Yeah, and it's it, all true. Record low uh, uh, Latino and and uh, black unemployment. Fifty uh, year low in in unemployment uh, as a whole. Uh, Highest uh, highest female employment ever. Um, All the new jobs they've created. New jobs by a lot of women and minorities. Uh, the last administration lost sixty thousand uh, factories. Uh, Trump has 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 brought what was it twelve thousand back. Um, Immigration, ending the catch and release. I mean, like all of this stuff that he said is has has been verified and it is true. And he he did an excellent job reinforcing those points because this was a much more interactive state of the union than what we've seen before. And for each of his main talking points, he had somebody in the audience who was able to like be a face for the issue. 
Uh, for example, he was talking about the education system. He had an African-American fourth grader who he awarded a scholarship to that allowed her family to choose a better school for her. Uh, and that was him tackling the school choice issue and all the all the stuff going on with that. Um, and he used that as an opportunity to call on Congress to step up and make school choice kind of a thing across the board. He surprised the family of an active duty serviceman by returning that guy home uh, while also talking about the importance of bringing all of our soldiers home from abroad where, like when they're in places that they don't need to be. He uh, touted the Space Force, which was, you know, a, a big thing, which was probably one of my favorite moments of the night. He had a 13-year-old who is... A great-grandson. Yeah, he, he's aspiring to be in the Space Force, and this kid's uh, great-grandfather, or great... Great-grandfather? Great-grandfather. Yeah, is one of the last surviving Tuskegee. The family. last. The last. He, who is, he's, what, in his 90s now, I think? I think he, no, I think he's 100. Okay, he, he's... He just hit 100. He just hit 100, but he was also there, so it, being able to celebrate that man's history and also the future... And, his, and, 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 he, and, you know, and he was ceremoniously uh, promoted to Brigadier General as well earlier in the day. Um <sighs> It really is, man. It's it was, it was it should have been a feel good moment. And oh, and don't forget uh, Rush Limbaugh getting the yeah the medal. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm gonna say this, and you guys you guys might not like me for it, but I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Medals of freedom are like uh, yeah, it's a participation trophy and, and for they, most they people. They get given out to whoever the president likes. I mean, it was a, right. nice, a nice moment. Honoring a guy who's been a big voice in conservatism, but and he's changed radio. Yeah. Let, let's be honest; he he is he did like change the way we use talk radio. Yeah, but let's be honest here that that medal was probably given to him because he's Trump's friend, right? They, they and like and he's other. going through yeah what he could be, you know, he's, life. He's in advanced stage lung cancer yeah, right now, getting treatment. So you know that that could be that could have been like a an achievement. Kind of a thing. Um, what drives me crazy and what should drive everybody crazy, and both sides are, are are guilty of this, and it drives me crazy. Whenever somebody says something good, the other side does not applaud or stand up when the other side does. Yeah, and Democrats did not stand up for most of these. Yes. There, there were a lot of standing ovations, arguably too many. Which is why... That's you know, kind of the thing, Yeah, though. when you watch the video, it's why it's like an hour and 25 minutes because, you know, every... Yeah, it'd probably be so like 45 like, minutes yeah. had they not had to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it very accurately stated. The State of the Union is the most perfect example of the meeting that could have been an email. <laughs> it, I, it's, it's very true. Yeah. They could, they could have condensed all this stuff down, but there's part of the showmanship of it, but the standing ovations do make it take longer. But for the vast majority of the times... Democrats remained seated, or they didn't applaud. At or all. they left the room. Yeah. And the uh, who was it? Uh, that? Rashida Tlaib stormed out of the room when they mentioned Brett Kavanaugh because, you know, she's still triggered by. And I think it was was it Tim Ryan, that walked out when he when he talked about sanctuary cities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And certain Democrats skipped it entirely. Yeah, AOC. AOC. She's so brave. AOC, uh, Ayanna Presley, they both refused to come, saying that. You know, they would not condone President Trump's continuing to be in office, that attending the speech would be giving him legitimacy. By the way, the American people gave him legitimacy. He is still your president. The Senate gave him legitimacy because they said he's 
Not know, guilty. Not, not guilty, which is a whole other thing we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, Ilan Omar went and said that her her presence there was her act of resistance. For, but I, I don't know how. I think it was something pertaining to, you know, our voices will not be silenced. You won't make me leave the Capitol building, which I, I guess good for her. Yeah, okay. I mean, whatever. You, you were at the building where you work. Congratulations. <laughs> like, what, do you want a cookie or something? Um, and then you had people like Bernie who skipped, but he was at a campaign rally, which was actually smarter on his part than, uh, you know, skipping as a weird protest. But they, they did not applaud when all these good things happened. And that, that to me, that to me, like the little girl, they didn't stand for the yeah. little girl. They did stand for the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, but they didn't, they didn't stand for the little girl who was born at 21 months and lived. That was, um, that was another big moment where there, there was a girl born way prematurely and through, you know, medical advancement, she was able to be alive. She's a two year old now and she became the face of, you know, uh, healthcare for children and stopping late term abortions and Democrats didn't applaud. Some people actually left. Uh, when when they talked about it, you could see people on their phones and you know talking to each other the whole time. They, they, they were not invested in what was going on, and that's fine. And that's fine. They don't have to be. That's, but here's the thing: your voters watch that, and if if your job is to represent them in the federal government, don't you think you should be paying attention to everything that's being said? I'd be taking notes. I would like if, if I was in that in their position, I'd be taking notes. OK, he said this. Is this true? You know, I would I would write down things, you know, and not let my emotions cloud my my actual uh, purpose for being there. And that's what these people did. They let their emotions over over or they let their emotions run everything about them. Everything about this impeachment has been emotional. Everything about the uh, uh, the aftermath of or during the speech or during during the State of the Union and after, which we'll get to in a second, and after the State of the Union was emotional. Everything is emotional when it comes to the Democrats, and that's the problem I have because emotions are not good uh, gauges for. Logic. <laughs> and you see what happens when you let emotions run things. You become so obsessed with your hatred for one guy that you can't applaud a little girl from a single-parent minority household getting a scholarship to go get a better education at a school of her choosing. Like, well, it's, well, I'll tell you why. That's pandering on Trump's part. That yeah, was him they're, pandering. They're, they keep trying to say they're pan- he's pandering. Uh, they said his Super Bowl commercial with the... The woman that he helped free is kind of the face of criminal justice reform. Somebody actually referred to it as the Trump's I freed a black person ad, which they're, they're accusing him of pandering when he's doing good things. They, they claim to be the party of, you know, diversity, stick up for the, the minorities and stuff, and then they they won't do it. Well, it's because what you're damned with the Dems, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It's either you're you're doing you're not doing anything and it's you hate black people, or you do something for them and you're making them a token. You're making them a token. Pandering. You don't really care, so you can't have it both ways. Yeah, and he, Trump is very clearly not 
of trying to be a part of that. Like, he doesn't care what they think, and that, that much is obvious, because he's standing for all these things, uh, making them, you know, the face of a controversial issue, and he doesn't really care that people are accusing him, because that's nothing new. The, let's get to the... Get to the high point of the evening. The high the, point of the evening. Um, a, a, a campaign ad for Trump in and of itself. Yes, but did you know, Did what, I like what came out recently, which is the pre- Ripping. Have you seen that video? No. So let's, for those let's talk about the, the ripping, the ripping. So soon as uh, Trump uh, said goodnight, Nancy Pelosi made a show to rip the speech up. Yeah. Um, she said, I, I, I read a report like in a, a, an interview after the fact, she said that about 10 minutes in, she had finished reading the whole thing, which it's like 15 pages long. So that's pretty fast. I don't think Nancy Pelosi can speed read that quickly. Somehow, in her mind, fact-checked all of these things, just from memory, because she remembers all the facts about everything, and then decided that it was full of lies, so she began stacking her copy of the speech in a way that would allow her to stand up and rip it in the most effective way possible. And then as soon as uh, everyone stood up at the end, she made sure the camera was on her and then began ripping the pages in half. Well, what you'll notice with the video that came out before, like, if she did that on, like... On spur of the moment, I could have a little bit of respect for her. But about five minutes before Trump was done, she pre-ripped, and there's video of this, of her pre-ripping the pages. So when she went to rip it... They ripped quickly. They ripped quickly. And cleanly, and it made a better photo op. Right. So, again... You can't make this stuff up. That That is such a middle school move. Like, oh, the guy I don't like wrote something on a piece of paper... Well, I'm gonna make sure everyone watches as I tear it up and walk away with my head held high. Like, what? Grow up! Like these, these are adults we're talking about, and the people elected to run the country now are bickering like children. The right, the right has been like, like giving her guff over it by you know by saying you're ripping up the you know you ripped up the Tuskegee Airman, the the two year old little girl, the. Scholarship for the little girl, uh, the the 13-year-old boy who wants to be a, you know, the the grieving mothers uh, of the of the uh, those guys killed by illegal immigrants. Um, the the re, reunion of the arm of the uh, military man and, and his family. Everyone's making that's what she's ripping up. Uh, yes. Yes. But, and no, it, it, it's not so much about that. That she should be criticized. It's more so for the fact that it is... That it's a political stunt. It's a political stunt that is childish. It's it's not even... Like, if if she had, you know, stood up and just, you know, made a statement afterwards or something. But the fact that she had to wait until the very end, made sure the camera's on her, and a big show of ripping the paper, throwing it aside, and walking away. It's just the quest for a photo op. And not only that, it took her class away. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like, think about who you are and what you're doing. We know who Donald Trump is. We know Donald Trump is not going to be a stoic presidential commander in chief. That's not who he is. In terms of the political status quo, Trump is borderline classless on certain things. And that, for sure. That works for him. But it is a known effect with Trump where... Every time one of his opponents tries, to, tries s- to go to his level, it just backfires and makes them look horrible. It does not stick to Trump. It does stick to them. Remember Marco Rubio with the, the little hand thing? 
that just made Rubio look like a jerk. His campaign fell apart down the road for unrelated reasons, and then Trump just came out of it looking better. And that's happened with every yeah. single person. Name-calling and insults work for Trump in a way that doesn't work for anybody else. It works for Trump because he's a New Yorker that came up during the 70s and 80s in one of the toughest industries you can think of, construction and, and property. And if you know, if anybody knows anything about property business and how hard it is, how lucrative, yes, but how hard it can be, then you'll understand where he gets this gruff and and borderline classless persona. Yeah, and it's it, it's weird that it works for him, but it does because it's is genuine. It, yeah. That's the whole thing. He's like. He's not genuinely classless. Don't get that. Don't take take that the wrong way. But he's being genuine, and he's he's going with the moment. Whatever he does with the moment, and so and if you'll notice, Trump never attacks anybody first. If you watch, Trump is always retaliating. That's not that's not a good thing. But I think it speaks to his character that he's not the one to always attack. And you see the people that he's responding to. They're used to being attacked with a political comeback, not something you'd expect from... A guy at a bar. <laughs> a guy at a bar, or even on a, a some kid on a playground. Like, he has this whole thing where he's making fun of uh, Mike Bloomberg for his height, saying he he's requesting to stand on a box during the next debate, so he's the same height as all the other candidates. And, like, that... Uh, Mini Mike Bloomberg is probably going to follow him for the remainder of his Yeah, campaign. he will be Mini Mike. Yeah, he, he will be Mini Mike. People still call Hillary Clinton Crooked Hillary. Crooked and Hillary. Stuff. Like, all these labels stick to people. Uh, lion Ted Cruz, when he was fighting people like that, that got turned around where it's not lying, it's now lion because he grew a beard and got really cool all of a sudden. <laughs> but uh, you, you see these labels, they stick to people, and nobody can put really a label on Trump that actually does any damage. Yeah, they can call him a racist and a bigot, but those labels basically mean nothing. Because they're not true. Yeah, they're they, not true. They try to fat shame him. It doesn't work. They try to make fun of his hair. It doesn't work. They try, like It's like, it's really weird how like it all just kind of like duck or water off a duck's back with he, him. He's aware of all this stuff and he's, he's embraced it. It's part of his thing. Like he's aware that his hair looks all crazy. He, that's part of his persona. You saw uh, a few months ago during the Turning Point event, he made a joke about, like, orange is my favorite color. Like, obviously he knows, the, like, the, the color of how he looks. Like, orange is part of his thing, too. He just owns them so much that they don't work anymore. That's Isn't that basically how we were all taught to defeat bullies back in school anyway when you weren't allowed to punch them? Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. And here's why America will, will take it from Trump and not like let things stick and you will and it brings it segues us right into the acquittal trump always finds a way to win he is think about the wins he's just chalked up just in, within like three four days too. yeah it's like we've got winning the iowa caucus by 98 percent or 97.5 percent and it was basically a double victory because the Democrats fell apart. Yeah, that, so, that's a double victory. So uh, he's the only person I've ever heard of in history to win both the Republican and the Democratic caucuses in Iowa. Then, then I, 
he, him and China signed the the phase one of the trade deal. Uh, China is going to dr- uh, slash their um, tariffs in half that they were going to charge America. Then he gets acquitted, and it's like what? Like it's like everything goes his way. He comes out smelling like, like roses, and there's to me there's only one explanation for him always winning oh why he got acquitted why you know and and it comes down to the fact of when you don't really do anything wrong you can't get caught for anything that will get you in trouble mm-hmm. trump's not perfect we're not trying, it's to, not perfect. We're not trying to sit here and say he has a perfect reputation or anything but he hasn't been engaging in the type of corruption that is so common in uh, American politics. His corruption, Trump's corruption, is trying to grease a few palms here or there, or trying to yeah. avoid paying. You know, he, he plays. Uh, he plays hardball. He he makes business deals. He knows how to push people, and yeah, some of that might be you know frowned upon when you do it publicly. But that's that's how things are done. Like uh, drawing these hard lines with you know various dictators around the world. Everyone's accusing him of. Oh, you know, uh, he, he's engaging in bribery with the Ukrainians. He's, you know, making overtures to Putin. He's going to start a war with Kim Jong-un. He makes these hard lines and everything, and it gets results. And if anything came out of this impeachment that was good, you know, aside from the huge bump in ratings that he's had, uh, look at all the other corruption that has been exposed. Like, the corruption of hunter biden and joe biden and the entire and, biden family well not only them think about everybody else who's been tied to ukraine yeah mitt romney the snake mitt romney he's got a one of his best buddies uh was working for burisma as well then we have john Kerry with kids and has a kid in uh ukrainian nancy energy nancy pelosi has nancy pelosi um hunter biden i mean it's like he's shining a spot. Guys, this is what it means to drain the swamp. He is draining the swamp, and they don't even know that the water. That's how good he has been at it. Of course, not by design. He's just just by, you know, him being who he is. He's so good at what he does. By be, of being him, he's draining the swamp, and people don't even know the water's... It, it, it is a crazy blend of... Uh, Luck? Uh, intelligence luck and sheer force of personality that, that everybody accused him when he was coming in of he's a bull in the political china shop trying to use that as a bad thing but yeah yeah he, he was and when he knocked over all the china we saw that the entire store around it was rotten well and not even that that, that it was it, that none of it was actually china that was it was like yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was not only was this was the store rotten but the china was already broken and just glued together up there exactly like he has, like, he's not a smooth, cultured person who's, you know, going in and, you know, sweet-talking everybody and doing things like normal, but that's not why he was elected. Nobody wanted that anymore. That's why he's in office right now. It's probably why he's going to win again. And why he was acquitted. And that it's like, we don't even need to, it's funny, it's like, what what can you say about the, acqu- the acquittal? But the only thing that, that sucks is that this isn't the end. No. It might give us, you know, a couple weeks where we don't have to talk about impeachment, which would be wonderful, but we might see an impeachment round two come... Electric Boogaloo? Yeah, impeachment two, Electric Boogaloo come relatively soon, because they've been touting the uh, drafting of additional articles 
since before I think it moved on to the Senate. Yep. And, and then, all all the key players have talked about doing it again. You know, uh, Maxine Waters, even Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, they've all talked about either having extra hearings or, you know, calling new witnesses, drafting new articles. So very clearly it's going to happen again. And so the and the basically the bottom line is the Dems are sore losers. They lost 2016. They lost on impeachment. And there's really nothing. It's like if they do it again. And as I just wrote, I don't know if you read the article that I sent you. As I just wrote. It's live right now on FreedomWire.com. FreedomWire.com. As I just wrote, please, please impeach him again. 11-point bump he got during this impeachment process in the polls. 11 points. If he gets another 11 points, be the most beloved president of all time. So please, impeach him. He's doing an awesome job, so impeach him. I think it's a smart move on your guys' part, so please do this. I'm begging you. Yeah, they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel to even come up with stuff for... This impeachment, they had to make up two crimes that aren't listed anywhere. Is because if you recall, well, abuse of power, abuse of power could be. It, it's a vague term that can be applied to anything. Which, by that logic, any president who has ever done something Congress didn't like should be impeached. Obstruction of Congress, we've talked about so many times. <laughs> it's not a thing. That is not a thing. That is just the checks and balances that were written into the Constitution. Everybody obstructs everybody else because the government's not supposed to be overpowered in any one specific area. So, makes you wonder what they're going to come up with next. They kept talking about Russia all throughout this thing, despite the fact that's been debunked. Oh, uh, you think so, they'll bring that back? Do you think they're... Oh, for, for sure. The, there's, there's no way they're going to let that go. They're, sure, it's been debunked three, four times now. You know, first with hearings, then reports, then additional hearings. So, I, I think they're going to try again, because... Despite the fact that it's been disproved, Adam Schiff in multiple statements read off, like, as a certain fact, he has been, or he was elected because of Russian interference. They, they treat this as a factual statement. So yeah. And I, the, I don't think they're going to just drop that. And the, and the fact is, is, is there has been zero proof as to what side they in, interfered on from either or. The, the, as far as I know... Their only interference was with bots on social media to create discord. Yeah, and we gave them exactly what they wanted uh, because we now have more political discord anywhere than I have seen in a long time that I'm sure any of us have seen. And everybody says it since the Civil War. Yeah, we're not predicting a second civil war, but we are saying that, that we are we are all fighting each other on social media, and you know it's, it's splitting families up as they you know fight over who they voted for and everything. The Democrats' response to Trump's election gave the Russians exactly what they wanted. They didn't necessarily want either candidate in power; they just wanted to screw with us, basically. And, and they and did. They did. And and their biggest shill has been. Adam Schiff with the uh, fake impeachment with zero evidence, zero witnesses, nor a victim. And and they say it doesn't have to be a crime. It says to be impeached. Why would you impeach him for something that wasn't a crime? You need a crime. You need a high crime or a misdemeanor. Yeah, they didn't put high crimes, misdemeanors, and other... And and no crimes. Yeah. 
No. High crimes, misdemeanors, and making Congress angry. Basically, what this was was an accusation that mm-hmm. went too far. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody tried to start a rumor, and then they just ran with it. Yeah, it was a bad, acc- a bad game of al- telephone. Accidentally almost got the president removed yeah. from office. Yeah, the, it, it started as, you know, man, the president is doing a great job. Uh, with the Ukraine, and by the time it made its way all the way around... The president's bribing the Ukraine? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think that uh, they the Dems are going to impeach again? Comment and, below. And if you do, what are they impeaching on? Well, yeah, what, what, is, what is going to be the next crime they try to impeach him on? Do you think it's going to go back to Russia? Do you think they're going to... Pull something St- else out Stick of with Ukraine. Because oh, t- t- John Bolton's book is yeah, coming out. Um, let's hear from the whistleblower now. Yeah, let's bring them all. Bring them all to the table. That's why I'm almost sad that the uh, Senate trial ended. Because it would have been a colossal waste of time. But yeah, let's get the whistleblower out there. Let's get Hunter Biden. Talk to Adam Schiff. We'll interview whoever you want. As long as you give us those people. Yep. So, so Maybe for round two. Yeah, let us know below. Also, like the video. Share it. Subscribe if you haven't. Hit the notifications bell. Um, also, subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. Go to freedomwire.com. You get two mailings a day. Stories you'll like, I guarantee. And while you're there, please buy some swag. Support the podcast. Support the, support the movement. Support Freedom Wire. We're trying to bring conservatism to the forefront. Um, we are. We might be being shadow banned on certain... Outlets. It's a constant battle. Constant battle. Uh, losing subscribers, losing uh, monetization in some things. So please support us wherever you can. Share it. Do whatever you can. Um, and it's just for us being on the right. There's no other reason. Um, so please do what you can. Um, try to think what else we got. I don't. I think that's it. Do you have anything you'd like to add? I mean, other than Epstein didn't kill himself. You know who else didn't kill himself? <laughs> Einstein. Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) That one's for you, Ryan. All right. Uh, Well, that's about it. That's it. See you guys next time. Yep. And as always, stay free, America. America.